welcome back. It's been um a minute. Uh, probably like a week for you guys. <laughs> probably wondering where we've been or not. Well, we've been having technical difficulties. Yeah, we've been really trying to figure this microphone mixer situation out. And uh, we recorded an entire episode last week and we had to throw it in the garbage. It sounded really bad. It was painful. <laughs> but we're back and uh, we figured it out thanks to Anya and her engineer husband. <laughs> it took an engineer to figure this out. Quite literally. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about Fresh... It was made in 2022. And it's a great movie. It is a great movie. (laughs) So I'm going to give a little synopsis about the movie first. Uh, We do recommend if you guys haven't watched the actual movie before listening, um, you should probably watch it. Yeah, hit pause and then come back because we're going to ruin it. We're going to give major spoilers. I mean, some people don't like to watch it. They just want to hear about it. So either way, but... I would personally suggest watching this movie. If you'd like to watch it, it's on Hulu. Yes. Free to stream via Hulu. So a little synopsis about the movie. The horrors of modern dating as seen through the eyes of a young woman who is battling to survive her new boyfriend's unusual appetites. (laughs) Would you say that explains the movie well? I feel like it definitely gives you a good idea of what might happen. Yes. A little taste. Speaking of taste, today's episode is sponsored by HelloFresh. I'm just kidding. (laughs) How good would that be, though? That would be nice. HelloFresh, sponsor us. Hit us up. Anyway. I need food. Yeah, right? (laughs) So I'm going to be talking a little bit about the cast members of this lovely, lovely movie. Um, We're going to start off with the main actress who plays Noah. Her name is Daisy Edgar-Jones, and... As of recently, she wasn't, I would say, a well-known actress. She was in World of War, War of Worlds. Do you remember that movie with Tom Cruise? Yes. Um, but then I feel like I didn't see her in anything. And I was trying to figure out where I saw her face. She's in a, another Hulu show called Banner of Heaven, Under the Banner of Heaven. It's a great show. Sounds a lot like more holy than it actually is. It's like a murder mystery about Mormons. Okay, I love that, though. Interesting. <laughs> um, and And I feel like... This movie itself launched her really well because this that show came out very recently. Um, and then we're going to talk about Sebastian Stan. Uh, keynote. He's hot. Yes. <laughs> he. That's period. The end. I mean, he's just gorgeous. Um, some people may know him from the Marvel movies. He played uh, Bucky Barnes. That's where I know him from. <laughs> um, and apparently was in the mo- the show Ham and Tommy, but I've never watched that. It's pretty much a movie version of like what happened to Pamela Anderson and Tommy Lee in the 90s oh yeah no I have watched that oh my I didn't God. watch it but no, I I just have flashbacks of a talking penis so yeah there's that of what a talking penis you heard me okay well I've never seen it but now <laughs> I'm curious that's the main focal point is this talking penis <laughs> well that's Sebastian Stan for you then he looks completely different that's why I didn't even make the connection yeah but. and the woman who played Pamela Anderson they showed like before and afters of her and she looked they did a really good job on the makeup in that show yeah i agree it's i was actually very much impressed uh and the last uh actress who i think is amazing uh is jonica t gibbs who also goes by jojo t gibbs and she plays molly um and she is noah's best friend i did notice that when we were looking up the movie or when i was looking it up she was so far down on the google page 
and she was actually below people like that were just playing random characters like one character was named man quote unquote and she was below man when she's a main character in the movie i'm actually looking right now and she is below uh Penny, who is another actress in the movie, who is not a main character. She's just, like, I'd say a supporting role, but I'd say Molly is a main character. For sure. And she's below Chad, who, is, who was the guy that she goes on the first date. We'll talk about him. But it's ridiculous that she's so low. I don't, I want to talk to whoever's at Google. Google, <laughs> give me a call. Come on. <laughs> the thing I love about this movie, or I really enjoyed, was that there was such a small cast. Yeah, it makes it, I... I feel like it makes movies more intimate when the cast isn't gigantic. It really... Definitely. And you learn a little bit about each one. So it's not like just, oh, that person died. I don't care. Like, you care about every single person in this movie. And there's no, like, I would say in a lot of horror movies or older horror movies, and I'm an older, like, 2000s because... Oh, my God. Why would you say that? Um, you just get a huge cast of people and one by one, each person dies and you're like, oh, that, that blonde chick died. Okay. Whatever. Blonde chick number one with huge boobs. Oh, just In kidding. In a track suit. That's <laughs> always upsetting, but they really did a good job of making it more intimate. Yeah, I agree. And I think that something really special about this movie was the crew as well. Um, this was a female, a very female led crew probably why it's so good yes and probably why i connect a lot to it as well i always connect really intensely to female-led um horror movies yeah i think it just makes everything better i agree so the director was mimi cave or cave i i swear i looked it up i cannot find anything on how to pronounce her last name um but this was actually her first full-length film wow which is really impressive because it was great yeah if you guys can't tell we liked the movie (laughs) (laughs) we did um but she did do like shorts in 2015 and she won awards on them but she did a really great job for this being her first full-length film wow and it went straight to hulu that's pretty impressive yeah and it's also interesting because she worked with so many people who were like vetted into the industry already good for her yeah go girls (laughs) yes and it was also written by lauren khan and she actually wrote two things that would be unexpected, in my opinion, if you watch this movie without seeing her other movies. Um, so she wrote for Step Brothers and The Other Guys. Both of those movies are amazing and very quirky. And this movie was pretty quirky at points. It definitely had like those really silly moments that you kind of are like, what's happening? And that's classic for Step Brothers and the other guys. Love both those movies. I was very happy to read that. I mean, I don't know. So random. It is so random. It made me happy. (laughs) And then this is not a woman, but it's okay. (laughs) I will forgive. We'll forgive them this time. The director of photography was Powell Perkowski. Um, a lot of consonants in that last name. Sorry. And he's actually someone that's near and dear to us. Do you want to know why? Yeah, I want to know why. He was the director of photography for movies like Midsummer and Hereditary. Oh, just like, I just... <sighs> if you guys don't know, those are actually two of our favorite movies. There's no for it. Some people like them and some people don't. And you know what? That's okay, but we like it. I love anything A24. And honestly... Ari Aster, like, people think that he's a weird creep, 
He is, and that's what makes his movies really good. Yeah. So I creepy vibes, and that's okay. You could definitely tell that he was on this movie because it looks familiar. It looks like beautiful and sharp, and mm-hmm. just it's very visually stimulating. Yes, it's beautiful. Um, and lastly, we have the producers, which I don't really know any of them, but they are Adam McKay, Ron McLeod, and Kevin Mas- Messick. And that is all for the crew. They did an amazing job. Good job. Thanks. All right. Enough fangirling aside. Clearly, we like this movie, but let's get into it. Okay. Let's do it. So we meet Noah. Noah is uh, a young woman in her mid to late 20s, I'd say. I don't remember if they go over her age. Anyways. Her dating range was around 30s so i would say you're right around yeah you know we want a more mature man as you get older so noah struggles a little bit in her dating life as most people do in this time and age you know i don't know but (laughs) i'm glad i don't know uh she goes on a first date and it's a shit show she meets a guy named chad who wears a scarf and that's where we'll leave it it was bad um very 2011 hipster Oh, God, it was so bad. Like, oh, God. Um, we also meet Molly over the phone, her best friend, who pretty much tells her, why the fuck are you there? Just leave. And Noah says, well, I'm hungry. And I, I identify it with that. He anyway. literally texted her, hey, make sure you bring cash because this place is cash only on a first date. Before she's even walked into the date. <laughs> I mean, just shocker the date ends very badly she pretty much tells him yeah no we're not compatible and he went from thinking that she wanted to kiss him to telling her that she was a stuck-up bitch as usual he also touches on something that is so weird he says something about the way she's dressed so he says oh you know the women of our parents generation they just put so much more effort into what they wore meanwhile she's wearing you know an oversized sweater it doesn't look bad it does look very casual but he's going on about how they were so women wear like oversized blankets now and they don't they aren't in touch with their femininity. Yeah, he's saying they were so much more in touch with their femininity as he's wearing, wearing a t-shirt a and a sweater. But anyway. <laughs> yeah, and he just the whole time he sounds very I don't know, just an egotistical dick. So, yeah, that date obviously did not go out, but that just puts in the tone for this is her usual dating scene, and she's not thrilled about it. Uh, Another scene that I liked in the beginning is that her walking back from uh, the restaurant, uh, which seemed weird because it didn't seem like the place she parked for the first time, uh, and she thinks that she's being followed by someone, and she gets freaked out. She drops her keys, and the guy passing by her is a man carrying a baby. (laughs) And she calls herself stupid, which, a no girl. Yeah, it's just you know you can't, as women, right? And this is like something that I've picked up like throughout the movie that there are certain things in this movie that really speak to women and the horrors that we live. So some men probably wouldn't understand why that's so scary, but like women and femmes and even queer people will understand why a man coming up to you in the middle of the night is horrifying so i mean i think that this movie really spoke to those people and these are things these are people that are not usually catered to in the horror genre no so i and those fears in particular usually usually i feel like women are identified as this clueless like trusting whatever whereas in real life we're fucking scared all the time for sure i think that it, it 
it just gave validation to us because instead of her saying, oh, I'm so stupid, we all know that feeling and we know like, no, you're not stupid. You have to be on the lookout for people because who knows if that man didn't have a baby, baby freaking Bajorn, he could have knocked you out and took you in a car. And also don't park in dark alleyways. I feel like I shouldn't have to say that, but don't do it. Don't do it. You save yourself some meaningless, not meaningless, but save yourself some, save yourself. <laughs> yes. Stress. Um, okay, moving on. We meet Molly officially and they go to a kickboxing class and Molly pretty much tells her, once again, fuck that guy and you deserve better. And they're, and I just also like that they're in a defense kickboxing class because women now need to take kickboxing to defend themselves as we walk down the street in dark alleys. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, and then we move on. She's, you know, at home looking through dating apps. She gets a dick pic. It just, it's an endless barrage of shitty men. Sorry. Shitty men. Yeah. yeah. And it's really sad because, you know, as she's at kickboxing with Molly, she talks about like how she doesn't care about dating anymore. And, you know, she's applauding Molly for having like her carefree lifestyle. But obviously Noah is looking for love. You know, she's, you can tell that it hurts that she hasn't found her something, someone or anyone. Exactly. And she, yeah. you know, she's going through what a lot of people in their 20s, 30s are going through. Online dating sucks. She, you know, I mean, I know from experience. Anya. Not so much. Yeah, she's married. <laughs> but, and I got married before the dating, the online dating scene really became like a thing. Yeah. But I mean, it's it's very accurate to what this movie is. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so, like I said, home, getting dick pics, and she's just like, I'm over it. She goes to her fridge, sees nothing. She goes to the grocery store, and this is where we meet Steve. <laughs> so Noah is walking through the aisles, picking out bok choy. And I one thing that I did notice in this movie in general is that the food is very visually stimulating. Like the vegetables are bright and green and beautiful, but also the men are disgusting. There's a guy as she what passes by who sticks his finger in the milk and then licks his I just gross. Anyways, um we don't hate men, but we hate men sometimes. Speak uh, for yourself. I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, we don't hate men. We just despise them. <laughs> <laughs> we don't hate men. We just want to hold them accountable. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, accountable for their shitty actions, like sticking fingers in buttermilk and then licking it. Yeah. Um, anyway, so uh, she is marching through the aisles, and a guy goes, have you ever tried these? And she looks at him like, excuse me? And he's holding up cotton candy grapes. That's where the teaser that I put out last week was about. Um, he says, yeah, oh, yeah, my niece uh, says that they're really good. And I said bullshit or something along the lines of that. Uh, and he makes her try one. Not makes her ask her. And she says, yeah, and she tries one. So we have a typical what every millennial and Gen Z woman looks for. A meat cute yeah. in a grocery store. With a cute guy. With a cute guy. I have to ask. Mm. I am a little cynical. So I would love to ask Anya, who's like a hopeless romantic, <laughs> would the cotton candy grape line have worked on you? Absolutely. Okay. <laughs> I mean, literally, my panties would have dropped right there in aisle three. Like, <laughs> I would have despised every moment of it. 
from him reaching into the, I can see you being being like ew you just stuck your fingers in grocery food for uh like produce that you've never washed and then expect me to eat that yeah I could see you do it I would have been would grossed be- out by the grapes I would have been grossed out by the fact that someone was talking to me when I didn't <laughs> ask them to I would have been appalled by the stupid joke I liked it but that's why I'm single <laughs> He gets her number after a little bit of flirtation, a corny joke, and she's excited. I, I mean, who wouldn't be? This is an organic experience for her, which most people, like we said, don't really have anymore. Um, and bringing it back to playing on um, something that women really want. Like you hear nowadays people just saying, I just want to meet someone normally. I want to meet somebody organically. And he's playing off of that. Yeah, definitely. Not to spoil, but he definitely is. <laughs> the meeting and the charming. He gave me, I, I mentioned this before to Monty, he kind of gave me Ted Bundy vibes, but not really. Like, he's what Ted Bundy wanted to be. Exactly, because if you ever look into Ted Bundy, they just made it seem like he was so handsome, so he was fooling they, all of these women. when They glamorized him a lot. First of all, have you ever looked at him? second of all they made it seem like he was this like ladies man when a lot of women they interview just say they felt bad for him because he was weird yeah they felt like he was a creep they got creepy vibes from him but they thought that anyways we're not gonna go off on no. that 10 buddy but that was just something that i noticed so uh talks to molly a little bit ditches molly which not cool um and goes on a date with steve and they go to this really cute bar flirting you know they it becomes very pretty sexual pretty quickly. This um, part, I would agree, this would get me. Like, the banter back and forth, you know, he gets more smooth and less cheesy. He also says that he's a plastic surgeon and he makes lots of money. So, you yeah, know. we find out, you know, what he does. We find out that he is not on social media, which, ding, 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 if we're three yeah, for three. Red flag. No. Red flag. Three for three for women who say they want to meet someone organically. They want like a suave guy who makes good money and they want a guy with no social media. So many women don't want men on social media. See, I don't want someone who isn't on social media because then that makes me suspicious of them. What are you hiding? Why can't you show me your family, your friends, your dog, what you ate at dinner? You know, even though most people don't care about that, like I kind of want to know a little bit more about your life. And yeah, it's different. I think with single people because when you're online on your instagram you're following all of these women and you're sliding in their dms and you see all of these different options that you could have whereas if you're not on social media you're kind of doing your own thing exactly so i guess what women are really looking for is someone who's loyal yeah (laughs) and it's very hard in the age of dating apps yeah and when you're constantly barraged with beautiful Instagram models and just other people and the constant temptation to be like, Hey, I haven't talked to so-and-so in a while. Yeah, that's, that's it. (laughs) Anyways. Um, so the date goes obviously very well. They have sex, which is something that Noah mentions that she doesn't normally do. And she keeps on saying that this is not something that is, I guess, normal for her. I think that she feels like she has to say that Yeah, because women are, you know, I'm going to stop saying women exclusively. People are shamed for hooking up on the first date. 
But you know what? I've, I Some of the best who sex can- I ever had was on the first <laughs> And also, who cares? You yeah, can meet who- somebody for three minutes. If that, if that chemistry is real, it's real. Exactly. And, and just fuck. Exactly. Who cares? <laughs> Life is short. So uh, she calls Molly and is like, girl, let me tell you. I hooked up with him. <laughs> um, and Molly immediately says, no Instagram, nothing, red flag. And I see for me, same thing, red flag. I don't like that. I agree. I definitely am on Molly's side with this. Um, but I understand why she would ma- maybe want someone without social media because she's in that dating world and she sees the turn- turnover and all of that. Yeah. I think it's just someone so different and so natural feeling for her that it's a good thing and she sneaks a photo for molly because molly's basically like how am i gonna stalk this guy so she sneaks a photo of him when he's sleeping (laughs) how am i gonna stalk him yeah and and she's like he's cute and molly says i could barely see him it was like a side profile of him he was asleep his eyes were closed yeah 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 uh and i i noticed something that he did constantly where he would casually ask questions that come off as cute but it's actually him trying to find out information about her um i feel like the whole first half of this movie until the opening credits which by the way is 33 minutes in if you're wondering what happened to them uh they make it seem like kind of like a romantic comedy like a romantic like this is a cute happy movie and then the credits roll and we'll go into that a little bit more but i just want you to understand that the vibe switches really quick it does. um so he asks you know oh like so tell me about you where are you from blah 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 family she doesn't have much family doesn't have much friends molly's her only friend um her family's like, all on the east coast yeah and they don't talk a lot i think her dad is dead or her mom is one of someone some family member is dead and then she doesn't talk to another person pretty much so it's just interesting that that is something that he picks up on um they do a little dance move and this little like, dance this would have gotten me too he's like yeah do you want to dance and they're doing like the whitest of white people yeah. dances they're dancing at each other in the living room but it's it's very cute it's like a battle dance they do like a little like slow-mo like hug waltz thing and then they just laugh and then he goes let's go away somewhere now i just want everyone to just a little vibe check um this is the second date <laughs> and he says let's go away and she says okay, okay. <laughs> he's like, fuck it why not and she's like where we go a surprise this girl doesn't know does she know his last name <laughs> i don't even know if she knows his last name she's known him for 24 hours she's ready to marry him (laughs) i mean not that i would (laughs) i was gonna say anya anya definitely would i i've had a similar experience in my young uh dating life where i met someone and within a month i went camping with them in the middle of the woods with very poor service and i survived but many women don't if you can't tell anya and i weren't friends back then because i would (laughs) have told you stay home smashed my face into the ground i would have killed you for him (laughs) i'm just kidding and you know what dad why didn't you tell me no when i asked to borrow your car you should have told me to fuck off (laughs) we took my dad's car what's wrong with me anyways um so yeah she they decide that they're gonna go on a cute little date a little trip vacay she tells molly and once again molly says fuck no like (laughs) what's wrong with you 
And my favorite thing that she says is, this is like a straight girl's fantasy come true. It's true. It is. If you guys can't tell by now, Molly is kind of the voice of reason. Yeah. And I would say in the beginning half of this movie, as it's playing on this, is this a romantic comedy? Is it this? Is it that? Molly definitely plays the sassy black best friend in the beginning half of this movie. And I'm not going to lie, I was a little annoyed when I first watched it and didn't see the rest of the movie. Um, I will say if that is something that is annoying you, just stick with it. because She has all the reasons, and then she really pulls through. So she goes on a trip. I mean, she, they get in the car. They're driving. Uh, Molly asks, you know, oh, like, where are you? So where are you going? Surprise. I don't know. And suddenly uh, Noah lo- loses surface. And tries to send a pit, uh, tries to send uh, Molly a message saying that we're going to some kind of co- the cottage grove. Well, she actually doesn't know where they're going, and it, he, he sees her, Noah yeah. kind of getting like antsy, which I would understand why. Mm-hmm. Um, and he says, "You know, I, I just wanted to let you know, like I couldn't hold it in. We're going to Cottage Grove because his entire plan was to drive her there, but he says the traffic is too much, and he has to bring her home first. Now, what sense does that make? Absolutely Zero. none. Like, why wouldn't you just stay at her house overnight again and then they go in the morning? But Or just leave at a different time. Noah is not thinking. No, no, it's just like, okay, cute. I can't wait to see your house. Exactly. And it's a long drive. I would say one other thing. Noah and Molly are very, very close. And they have this really beautiful thing that they say to each other. Um, they're like their only family. And whenever they say goodbye or anything like that they say noah says love you and molly goes love you more or you know vice versa they always that's a sign off for them and i'm just mentioning that because it's kind of important to the story you know what uh amani and our sign off is i say text me when you get home and then she doesn't (laughs) it's always text me when you get home and i'll be like if i remember and i don't ever remember she doesn't but i know that she's there because then she messages us in the morning yeah i'll send her a tiktok four o'clock in the morning and i'm like okay she's alive (laughs) barely anyways so they get to this you know they get to his house and it's beautiful i mean it's beautiful it's it's expensive looking it's aesthetic yeah it goes with his kind of like hipster look at me vibe it has like almost like a 70s decor but nice not not like a tacky 70s it's like, like um mid-century carpet. modern that's the one i was going for eclectic as yeah. well it has interesting art pieces all over you know kind of dark mood lighting you know very yellow tones um it's basically a mansion but it doesn't have wi-fi mm-hmm. interesting and there's no personal pictures anywhere it's all just like random art pieces i'd say some of them are kind of creepy i i think the one i you know what's funny the beginning of this movie when i first saw it i thought that there was a piece of gum on the oh, yeah, art that, piece yeah but nothing ever like came there was back really to significance of that piece they just showed just... a piece of gum or like <laughs> a really like balled up piece of paint yeah but they made it, it seem like it was something and she stared at it deeply and i think maybe she was it's a little bit of foreshadowing. Yeah, I'd say so. But they don't um, explain what drew her to it. You know what I wonder? I wonder if they put that huge piece, or well, he put that huge piece there as a distraction. 
Because he's making drinks in the back. True. I, I think so. That's, you know, I was just thinking that as I'm also looking back at it. <laughs> um, you know, he's making drinks in the back of his little cart and she's staring deeply at this. And it's a huge piece. So maybe it's a, a distraction piece. Everything he does is kind of methodical. Yeah. Until it's not. But keep yeah. going. So they have a drink. They're just talking about uh, stuff. He <laughs> happens to mention, notice any flavors in there of the drink? And she's like, no. <laughs> and then, you know, makes a couple of guessing. They're sitting down. They're drinking opposite sides of the couch. And she gets up. She's feeling a little dizzy. And then kaplop. And I don't know if anyone else caught this, but he says, the, do you taste anything different? So she continues to drink her drink. So she bottomed it and drank oh, all of the. See, I didn't even. I didn't even think about it. that. It's second nature to him. Mm-hmm. Like this is very easy. So he drugs her. Obviously, she starts to feel it. And, and we finally get to the credits. Get to the I credit, mean, the opening, the opening credits. credits. Yeah. And I mean, I think the opening credits, being in the middle of the movie or slightly in the middle of the movie, for me, it kind of made it more exciting because it was like. How do I say it? This is the prologue. Now we're getting yeah, to the exactly. real story. The whole time I thought I was watching this movie when it's like, no, this is just kind of like a, you know, a joke. Because now we're really starting. <laughs> this is real life. This is not before, not real life. Now, real life. Now the party is started. So obviously, Noah was drugged. Yeah. Steve is not the charming grape man we thought he was. He's, yeah. <laughs> That was really stupid. I love it. Anyway, we come back to Noah and she is just waking up and she figures out she's chained to a bed in a strange room and Steve is sitting on the other side of the room. The way that he kind of kept talking to her while she was beginning to pass out, when she woke up, she was not really sure what happened. She thought maybe she just fell asleep, whatever. Um, And I think that it's also something that he thought out because... Well, I think it may or may not be because either he thought it out and he was like, oh, I'm going to try to continue to talk to her so she doesn't think that I drugged her so she doesn't freak out. Yeah. Or he is just so insane that he thinks, oh, this is just another part of the night. I'm just going to continue to talk to her like and I want her to come closer. This is my job. This is what I do. And this is just the, the what is it? Motion in the ocean. Like, this is how I go. Exactly. And we find out from Steve in a very nonchalant tone that he is going to sell Noah's meat and that she shouldn't freak out because he's not going to kill her right away because the meat tastes better fresh. Yeah. She's like, are you going to rape me? No, I'm going to eat you. I'm going to, I'm going to sell your meat. He says, I'm going to chop you up and sell it. So, I mean, here goes your meat cute, you know, (laughs) meat cute. I'm going to stop with the puns. I promise. But it's just, you know, for her, she's completely shocked. I feel like I would also be like, I'm sorry, what? But he basically explains that he we meets women, he chops them up, and he sells them to billionaires around the, the world. And um, it, it's pretty much like a delicacy. And he is so matter-of-fact and so just... Cold. Yeah. But not he's, cold. He's deranged because yeah. he speaks to her like you know what's the big deal and she obviously like gets upset and he screams at her and this is the first time we see him 
out of his like chill nonchalant character and into this weird crazed man and that honestly scared me no he 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 like snaps for a second he switches over character very fast so of course noah is afraid and you know we kind of see her processing everything and we meet penny um penny is actually a woman who is being held next to her so we find out that he not only has noah he has many other women in this weird holding cell it kind of reminded me have you ever um seen the movie kiss the girls no i haven't oh girl that's a good one continue but <laughs> it reminds for those, you of that. For, for those who know <laughs> you know what i'm talking about <laughs> i mean it's not like horrible rooms they're kind of nice <laughs> i hate to say it <laughs> <laughs> if you want if you're going to be held captive it's not a bad place to be held captive in but you're also losing limbs and things like that you're slowly you're slowly being chopped up and eaten so yeah there's that so we meet penny i think that penny is very cute um she's it's super weird how she talks to noah like hey girl what's up like i'm penny like she's just very welcome to the club chill um and we meet another girl named melissa who kind of has lost it she's singing and is not really (laughs) there that would probably be me um honestly yeah i mean i i don't know what i would do in that situation but i got a lot of mead so i'd be alive for a long time (laughs) oh my god i mean i feel like is that a good or a bad thing in this situation Mm, i think good yeah because you got more opportunities to possibly escape i guess oh my god anyway So um, we find out that Penny was abducted. He kind of did the same thing to her where he took her on a date, wooed her, and she ended up in the holding cell. We also find out that Penny also didn't have family. So when he was going back and asking her, you know, tell me about your life, tell me about your family. Thought He wanted to make sure that she had no people looking for her. Exactly. So it wasn't like cute date talk. It was, I'm going to murder you talk. Yeah, it's not, I want to get to know you. It's, I want to make sure no one's going to care if you disappear. I'm going to make sure I can eat my burger and that's it. <laughs> and no one's going to come looking for a bite. <laughs> exactly. Um, but so many puns. We also find out that uh, he doesn't usually sleep with his victims. Yeah. And he slept with Noah. So Penny kind of slut shames her a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you slept with him? She's like, I'm not judging you, but... <laughs> but... Um, it's kind of like a peek into like Penny's personality. And I like that they gave her a backstory again, made it really more personal. And I like fell in love with Penny before I even saw her. I thought she was hilarious. Yes, I did too. Yeah. So, uh, of course Noah's freaking out. Um, but she sees Steve again. He made her some food, no meat. <laughs> and, oh, by the way, I don't know if we mentioned this before, but one of the things that he says, that, like, grossed me out and it was so stupid was when they were eating Chinese food Oh yeah. and she offers him a rib and he goes, I don't eat animals. It's funny how he says animals. And I didn't get it at first. I thought, oh, he's just a vegetarian. No, he just eats people. No, I don't eat animals. I eat people instead. So while she's talking to Penny, they cut to uh, Steve having a whole romantic dance scene with uh, a limb. I think it's a leg. Uh, Chopping it up, tenderizing it, getting ready. And he has an an extravagant kitchen. Like that kitchen is like beautiful. what chefs dream about so i mean he's a chef he's an artist of human meat and it's just interesting that you go from this really scary conversation 
uh, and sort of funny conversation with Penny to Steve have in his own world with a leg. And I mean, it's really visually like pretty, but it also was disgusting. And I was eating Taco Bell before I watched this, which is like grade Z meat. And I'm just watching him make a person's leg. And I honestly got nauseous because it looked so real. But, but I thought I wouldn't recommend eating food after 33 minutes into this movie. Definitely not. Uh, I didn't expect it, but <laughs> it is what it is. Um, so, yeah. So he's dancing in the kitchen with his leg. Um, we're meeting Penny and Noah asks, I need to take a shower. So he makes a weird joke and says, without me, every woman, femme, queer person has known a cis man who said, you're taking a shower without me? How dare you? Like the dumbest pickup line, but whatever. Um, and he's like, oh, you need to lighten up because she didn't do anything. And he asks her to smile. Are you going to be good? It just, it, he just grossed me out. Like, what do you expect me to say? Yes, daddy, after you just told me that you're going to chop me up? He literally thinks that she, like, should be still talking to him and, like, joking and flirting with him. Yeah. He doesn't get it. But anyway, so um, Noah pretends like she's going to go willingly to the shower with him and she tries to plan an escape. I don't know if you noticed this, but there are throughout the house. um, She's trying to find an escape route and there's blood on the walls in certain areas. She tries to make a run for it. Unfortunately, she (laughs) is not successful. And she wakes to Steve taking her butt cheeks. Like he's like, I'm gonna take your ass. <laughs> I wish I was joking, but he literally cuts Saws off, off her, her butt. Cheek. Poor thing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there wasn't much there to begin with. I'm sure he's gonna regret that later. <laughs> but uh, yeah. Yeah. No. Yeah. It's rough. And while Noah's recovering, he gives her magazines. Yeah. And you know, these are things that none of the other girls are getting. Noah actually sees in the theme of her magazine. If you're reading this, he likes you. Use it. And it's just another way of women showing their support to other women. Um, because it was clearly a woman who was held captive in that room once before. It's just sad because obviously this girl might have been in the same situation as she was. Didn't make it though. Exactly. Yeah. And all while this is happening, uh, we have Molly. Molly is our true detective. <laughs> seriously, if it wasn't for Molly, this movie would have ended very quickly. <laughs> so when Noah was on her way down, she was texting Molly and she never got back to her. But Noah's phone actually texted her a photo of some, it was like a waterfall. And, you know, Molly's like, oh, like, thank God she showed me a view. But of course, she's smart. So she looks at the photo in Google search and it's actually just the photo from a brochure about the place that they were saying they were going to. At the, yeah, pretty much an image from online. So she is... Red flag, red flag, red flag, yeah. So Molly ends up texting Noah saying, you know, like, how's it going? And Noah says, great, don't have great service. So Molly says, love you. And we all know now at this point that Molly and Noah's signature sign off is love you, love you more. But instead, she just receives a heart. So this is red flag number two at this point. 
So Molly's on the hunt. Um, we know that Noah and Steve went to a bar because yeah. earlier in the movie, Molly was explaining, I'm sorry, earlier in the movie, Noah was explaining to Molly that she went to a bar and saw someone that Molly used to date. So she goes to the bar and she asks for Steve's information. After a little bit of flirting, she gets it. Oh, Paul. Paul is the bartender. Paul is the bartender. He is the most useless, useful character in this movie. Useless, useful. He literally is on screen for a total of like 10 minutes. Yeah. He's very cute, the actor that plays him. Very, very cute. But did we need him at all? He was comedic relief, I'd say. He was. Basically, they flirt. She gets the address. Um based off of the information from Paul and she goes to this house with only thing that she has with her is a photo of Steve sleeping. So she speaks to a woman. She goes into her house. She shows her the photo and basically this woman is denying completely. It's much like your husband uh, is somewhere with my friend. And she says, I don't even know if that is my husband. Just a classic woman in denial that her husband is doing anything wrong. Which, can you blame her? No. And Molly is really dead set on saying, you know, we have to figure out what's going on. And this woman is not interested at all. No, she just, she's like, no, you know what? Um, we gotta go. Like, it's, it's, it, she's pretty much trying to escape the situation. But then... Steve walks in. <laughs> and he says his name is Brendan. What a fucking name. And you know what? We never figure out if his real name is Brendan or Steve. Or if maybe it's Brendan Steve. I don't know. But we do see that um, this is Steve's house. And Molly, of course, doesn't know this yet. But she goes through and, you know, she said, the wife says, oh, I think you should leave. So Molly goes to leave. And ladies, if you're not safe in a situation, get yourself out of the situation before you do anything decide to take big action exactly molly decides that she's not going to take no for an answer and calls noah's phone which is in in steve's pocket and suddenly molly is knocked out by steve's wife Anne, who was in it the whole time i mean to figure it as much i wasn't sure this is actually a huge twist for me when i first watched the movie yeah i I feel like she was a cold bitch from the beginning and it just if you if someone comes to your home and says hey your husband is out with my friend right now and she's missing nine times out of ten I would be shocked and upset and I would you know emotion and she was just like denying it from the very beginning deny cold that for me would be a red flag I did make the comparison that she reminds me of a Fox News caster oh yes what is her name tommy tommy lauren esque. Yeah. um yeah very blonde very prim very stepford wife very stepford yeah she belongs in that movie yeah yeah except like all dressed in black <laughs> and yeah so we find out that not only is she in on it potentially was a victim of him yes yeah so they you know you you see a scene where after steve leaves the bathroom she's you know i'm gonna take a shower and she takes off her clothes and she's missing her lower right leg and you know at this point we realize she is the ultimate pick me (laughs) because she's one of those women who's like oh if i'm if i join then you know i'm gonna be on the same level as them so i'm not gonna fight for other women i'm just gonna fight for myself 
and I will rise above it all and be okay. And no. That's like almost, I mean, he may have brainwashed her to the point where he decides to keep her because he loves her so much, but also so that she never gets out. I'm not really sure. I think you're giving her too much credit. <laughs> Maybe. Because you could tell that she's gone through some emotional distress. You could tell that she, like one of her biggest fears is him cheating on her. I think what got to me was that moment when she like takes her clothes off and you can see that I guess like the emotional trauma or the PTSD of losing a limb uh, from the man who you're married to. That was just a moment that I felt that, but it doesn't continue. It tries to make you feel sympathy for her and we'll explain why we don't feel sympathy for her later. Yeah. So back at the little prison, (laughs) um, we see Noah and she ends up coming up with a really great plan. Do you want to speak more about the plan? She is going to pretend that she likes him still and kind of seduces him in the way that she pretends that they're still dating. Show me your techniques on cooking food. Let me try it. I want to, I, you know what? I'm interested in your life now because you already took my ass. I might as well try whatever else you've got going on. So he makes her a cute little meal, you know. She's doing the classic Oh my God, I like what you like. Hey, you like football? I'm a huge football fan. Your hobby is very interesting to me. Therefore, tell me more and then I will like you and you will like me. But yeah. You like butt cheeks? I love butt cheeks. (laughs) You like human meatballs? I like human meatballs now too. Yeah. So basically she plays on his weakness, which is that he's lonely and he feels weird and he like i think that he tries so hard to make it seem like there's not something that's so out of the box it's probably a kind of a lonely business for him to put i mean i don't i have zero sympathy for this man but his weakness is that he feels i do this all by myself all the time and i want a real connection a real connection just like noah does but a real connection while i eat you yeah i think that he (laughs) genuinely just wants someone to say what you're doing is okay and yeah. what you're doing is not weird and you're normal. And it's interesting. Exactly. Yeah. And he thinks that he found that in Noah and sidebar. So before I knew that we were doing this podcast again, you know, we took a hiatus. So one thing I like to do is listen to podcasts about movies, just like how we make one. <laughs> and I listened to a podcast that was predominantly male and they covered this movie. And I had to turn it off at this point because they said, you know, Steve was falling for Noah. And I think that Noah might have been falling for Steve, too. She was kind of falling for his, his charm. And I said, you've got to be kidding me. And I turned it off immediately. In what world is she falling for him? She knows exactly what she's doing. The romantic feelings are completely switched off and she is in survival mode at this point. And that's why I truly do think this is a horror movie made with women in mind. Yeah. It's kind of like, I don't know if you guys remember that TikTok trend when women were doing two eye movements and one was pretty much saying like, oh, this guy is really cute. And the next was saying like, oh my God, save me from this guy. And it was a really popular trend on TikTok. And so many men couldn't differentiate between the subtle eye movement that these women were making. But so many of the women were like, yeah, like clearly that one is. It has the music where it's like. Yep. (laughs) 
<laughs> so many of the women were like, oh, oh yeah, God. like that is you saying get away from me and that is you saying oh my god how cute is he yeah and it's it's a very subtle eye movement but we all know and clearly these men didn't no they were like no she's into it she gave that eye movement she went to the to to us so noah's flirting fake flirting with steve to try to save herself and it's working he's into her and he Gives her a little gift, and he is like, "Hey, you know, uh, like let's go on another little date upstairs in my kitchen." <laughs> and Noah literally eats a person meatball, Ugh. and it's really disgusting. It is. And it while looks- she's doing it, you know, we're getting flashes of these other men in other countries, and they're just like old, rich men who have nothing better to do but like eat people. Pretty much, they're like, "I have the." unlimited amount of money what can i do i will i'll eat people why not we see people on oxygen tanks like this is their final wish to eat a person this is their their ultimate fantasy or this is their sunday dinner everyday dinner and we learn that he only takes women because quote unquote they just taste better (sighs) it comes down to i think again misogyny and men having these weird fetishes and power that they want over women i'm sure that men and women taste exactly the same i mean maybe women have a little bit more fat so it's like maybe we're soft softer like less tough but i'm sure the flavor is exactly the same yeah it just comes down to just control control power sex yeah definitely sex for sure yeah it's definitely a fetish of some i mean there's definitely cannibalistic fetishes but this is one of them. And apparently one of those meals cost $30,000. So once again, money just being able to, to spend. It's just by eating people. Power. Even in death, women are taken advantage of. Oh, wait. Oh, yeah, of course. <laughs> where there's never a point in our life where we're not being fucked by something or someone or, you know, anything in general. After um, this date where Noah eats a human meatball... Uh, she throws up and she lets Patty know, you know, we're getting out of here. And this is when we find out that unfortunately Molly has been taken by Steve and he has taken her tiggle bitties. He took her boobs. You know, that's an unfortunate thing. Her boobs were nice. They were. And we learn later they were nicer than Noah's. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> So Steve uh, invites Noah to dinner and he buys her this dress. And this kind of goes back to her first date with Chad, where he's talking about how women had so much femininity back in, quote unquote, our parents' age. And they cared so much more about what they looked like. Steve buys Noah this horrible pink dress. Like a salmon pink. With a huge bow on the front it's gross he doesn't buy her shoes she's wearing these little converse with it and he clearly doesn't see her style he doesn't see anything about her but what he wants her to be yeah which is like this pretty woman and that's what he wants out of women in general he just wants to be able to play dress up with them and be like this is what you're interested in this is what's right this is what whatever and if not i'm gonna take your butt cheek thank your ass um he actually also says uh while they're eating the meal that by the way this is melissa the other person that's there and that's just messed up yeah we find out that unfortunately melissa was you know 
Tegan. One of the appetizers, I'd say. Yeah, yeah. an appetizer. And Noah has to pretend that it's that's, funny. It's fine. Because in the first time they were eating, um, you know, he made a joke about her, the girl's name being Hope. Oh. And, you know, she had to laugh at this horrible joke. And it's just it's showing so how easily manipulated he is because yeah. she's laughing at his jokes and he's just so insecure that he goes right along with it he's like oh you find this funny you find this great like you're into this i i almost wonder if it's him testing her like if it's him being like how far can i push this to see if this is real and he casually goes this is melissa and you know she's like okay passes the test next test. do you i, I disagree really i think that this is him thinking that this is totally normal and that you know i finally found a girl who finds this as normal as i do because if you remember in the beginning of the movie or in the beginning of him capturing her he speaks to her like what's wrong with you like yeah i'm gonna eat you like it's not a big deal no i agree i you know i agree with that part but i feel like there was he almost said it to stun her a little just to see the reaction because i think that the reaction of her possibly being a little like creeped out by it kind of probably turns him on a little so like a reactionary turn on i don't know man I, you guys are gonna have to write in and let us know because i disagree i think that he would be turned off by her reacting negatively no 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 i think he wanted the good reaction but he was he put it out there to see if she would pass the test and the, and in his eyes she did so then he's like okay like yeah you're into this we're into this together you know what i mean it, it was a it was a little bit of a test because i feel like everything that he says is very methodical so this was just another thing that he kind of planted the seed to see if she would bite pretty much and she did he does get a little stupid yeah i mean even just the photo that he sent molly Oh, yeah. Like, you're just, you can't find a picture of some trees. You're just going to find from the front page of a website. Yeah. That was messy. I've stepped outside and take a picture and just been like, like, not great pictures here right now. Even no. falling for this whole charade that Noah's putting on, it's just messy. Yeah. And I think that the reason why he wasn't afraid of Molly and the reason why he didn't think anything of Molly is because. To him, women are just these objects that exist for his pleasure, whether exactly whether it's eating them or, you know, sharing something that he enjoys with them. He sees them as you're here just for me. And he doesn't see them as having these strong female friendships. No. Which is ultimately his demise. Girl power. Girl power. So they're going along with the meal. Um, she's eating the meat and he. she kind of acts like she's breaking down. He seems concerned at first and he says, what's wrong? And she says, I just don't know what to do because I like it and I don't feel bad. Of course, at this point, she's acting. And she's a great actress. He knows exactly what to say to him and he's totally into it. Oh, and by the way he shows her the underneath that painting that we were all interested in yeah that comes next yeah oh yeah sorry that's okay <laughs> i get excited um he shows her like almost like a trophy case because i'm sure that that's not part of the business but he keeps like little trophies and little keepsakes of each person that he has killed uh and he has like a lineup of cell phones and he has you know he sees Mo she sees molly's phone and she gets upset but once again 
that's why I feel like this is a test. You think that's I don't I think that that's a thing. Yeah. I, I, I stand on my point. I don't think that he even thinks twice about her seeing Molly's phone and even realizing or recognizing that it's Molly's mm. phone. I think that he thinks that women are so vapid that she would never suspect make the thing the or make the connection or even look for it. And reason being is, you know, she sees the phone and says, where's my stuff to quickly distract him. And he says, Oh, your stuff is with me because he thinks that he's a prize and she's so enamored with him. Exactly. Yeah. No, I, okay. I understand that. I, I see like, I could see where you see that. And then I could see like where I feel like maybe it's a test. Like I could kind of, I could go, I could lean one way or the other. I'd like to know what other people think too. Cause maybe they can change my mind for sure. Um, or change mine. No, it's probably not. It's like underwear, <laughs> it's like underwear in there and like pictures of them. It's just, it's definitely creepy. We see adorable Penny and she's beautiful. Oh yeah. So, you know, Noah, the th- things are going well. Noah asks him to dance and just like, you know, kind of using his own tricks against him because originally he asked her to dance and it made her kind of fall for him. So she's like, oh, let me ask. a little buggy with my no ass. Exactly. And my, I told Anya this, my main issue with this movie is why did they not make any effort to make it look like her butt was gone? It looked the same. I mean, they could have gave her a really fake predominant butt in the beginning of the movie and then, like, cut it off to her normal butt and been like, oh, her butt's gone. There was absolutely no effort put in to make her butt look gone. But to begin with, was not a very large butt. Yeah. So, like, she kind of has, like, one of those, like, long, uh, long, slightly curved toes yeah. thing. They could have made it look concave or something. Yeah. They, it, it, it just was the same butt. And he was even looking at it while they were dancing. And I'm like, what is he looking at? Aren't the cheeks gone? What you looking at the, that ass you just ate? Literally. Like, he literally uh, ate it. Ate her ass. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it pissed me off. Cause I'm like, come on, like at least make it look eaten. I agree. I agree. That I feel like that was a little bit of a, a, not a plot hole, but a little bit of a mistake. But maybe they did. And it just wasn't a very noticeable thing maybe I'll give them the benefit of that all right so you know they get all cute and she's like let's you know she tries to seduce him more and it she works tries, yeah it definitely works and she brings him to his bedroom and he lays she lays him down and at this point his guard is completely down yeah yeah he definitely. thinks i've got her he's so obsessed with himself that he's like oh this girl is obsessed with me and we're gonna have sex she goes into the bathroom to freshen up and she comes out, and this is my favorite part of the movie. <laughs> no, this is my second favorite part of the movie. Um, you know, she goes down on her knees and gets ready to... Long on sloppy dick. Yeah, that. <laughs> and um, she bites it off. Mm. Completely off interesting that if she managed to fit the whole thing in her mouth and bite it off it probably wasn't that big i i would assume so <laughs> and uh, he reacts the way you would think he would react and she smears toothpaste toothpaste in his eyes which is such a smart move. it is and so smart. she locks him in the room this is where the smartness ends because you don't run until he's dead yeah but anyway she runs and she goes to save penny and molly because she knows molly is there because she saw her phone yeah and she does, and there it 
starts an epic fight fiend, fight fiend, fight scene <laughs> in the kitchen where they're all attacking him and he's attacking them. He gets and, free. Yeah. No, he gets free because she doesn't make sure to double tap. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> yeah, he always makes you double tap. <laughs> <laughs> the way you said that. <laughs> that was a great little line. <laughs> and um, yeah, so pretty much it's a beautiful scene this is i think my third favorite scene oh. no this is my second favorite scene okay when they're all beating the crap out of him and yeah. they're all injured but and he thinks that he could take them he gets the crap beat out of him really beat the shit out of him and you know penny is missing a leg molly is missing her boobs uh no no has no butt cheek and they're just wailing on this man because as they should they're missing body parts because of him you know and even when they were uh in the room um noah and penny were talking about what they would want to do to him and you no know, you could tell that anger was pent up and it finally was it released. Got released onto his ass <laughs> the ass that he still had unfortunately so the women uh escape and uh and paul pulls up Paul, Paul, so uh, side note, Paul has been slowly investigating where everything, where Molly has been because he now is like, well, where the fuck did Molly go? She isn't answering me. Molly was smart and shared her location with Paul. Always share your location, ladies, to your friends uh, and people that you trust. Uh, And he pulls up to this place and what does he hear? Like screaming. He hears Steve scream. And oh, yeah. he shoots a gun. And he's like, mm, I'm out. No thanks. And he pulls away. <laughs> and that is, that is the last you see of Paul, I think. And this is why Paul was the most useless character. <laughs> it was funny. It was funny. I also think um, it was put in there because they didn't need a male savior. No. Uh, the women were taking care of themselves. Yeah, pretty much. They beat the shit out of him. Paul disappears. You know, they're all running out. They don't need Paul, and Paul definitely didn't want to do anything. Nope. He made a long-ass trip for nothing. This is the number one favorite scene. They finally catch up to him. They wrestle the gun from him. And at the end of the movie, she tells him to smile. And he does. And she shoots him right in the face. Yep, and he's dead. And that's it. And we think that's the end of the movie. (laughs) Yeah. But it's not power you know you're like oh yay hurrah like now they're now we're safe and you, you always know that there's it, it. you look down at the time and there's 16 minutes left and the main and the main person is dead you know that's not it exactly <laughs> um so the wife shows up and the wife is looking for him because she's been calling him all night wondering where he is um i think he was supposed to go home much earlier even before the date with noah so she's already suspicious and she thinks that oh where's my husband you know oh my god is he cheating on me with one of the girls he keeps captive like you crazy disgusting woman (laughs) uh she gets there she sees the phone you know she knows something is wrong the whole house is like in disarray there's gunshots she runs outside she also has um one of the men that works for the company with her oh yeah uh and he doesn't really say anything i think that they named him man (laughs) Man he's just there the man with the braid. Um, so she um, bumps into... Well, I, I she bumps into, She kind of... She looks, runs sounds, up to oh, Noah. Yeah. Pretending to be someone who was also captive in the house. Noah, her first thought is, oh my God, what's going on? And she's like, oh my God, we're safe. We're finally safe. The wife is saying this. And 
Noah's like, okay. And she starts beating the crap out of Noah <laughs> for killing her husband who captured her. Yeah. But Noah has no idea what's going on. She has no idea who this person is. So she's just like, what? <laughs> and I just love this part because, again, Molly comes and saves the day. She yep. beats the crap out of um, Anne, who is Steve's wife, with a shovel and says, Bitches like you are the fucking problem. Which 100% agree. Yeah. Women who are complicit, women who are, you know, not standing up for other women. No, who stay silent instead of standing up. And she deserved to die. Yeah, she got her head smashed in with a shovel. Thank you, Molly. And this is pretty much where we end the movie. Um, In my opinion, I loved the ending. I love that they took Penny. I love that they, it was Molly who ended up saving her. I love yep. that it was female friendship at the end of the day that really yep. got them through this horrible thing. Mm-hmm. And it's just, I think it's beautiful. I think I like the last, last scene the best, though. Want to say what it was? <laughs> uh, Noah looks down at her phone, and she gets a text message, and it's from Chad, and it says, you up, question mark? And then that's it. And the cycle begins <laughs> again. The cycle begins. So, final thoughts. First of all, do you think that there's going to be a sequel? I, it could be interesting, but I enjoyed this movie as a whole, and I feel like if you make a sequel out of it, it may get ruined. So do I think possibly do I want to know? What do you think? I feel like they left it open for a sequel because there are so many unanswered questions. Um, Why did they show in detail the people that were eating him so much? Um, (laughs) Who was that man that went back into the house and like, he wouldn't have gone looking for the girls. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I think there's definitely a system of people. Mm-hmm. It wasn't just Steve. He worked for other people. Oh, yeah. And they showed, you know, multiple times this symbol that he wore and the symbol that he packaged the meat in. And they definitely were alluding to a second movie. I would not be upset about one, even if it was a part two, not so much a sequel. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I would definitely watch it. Oh, I would watch it, absolutely. I just don't know if it would be as good as the first one would be. You know, I feel like when you have such a good first movie like this, it's really hard to make a second one as good. It is, it is. Yeah. This being, you know, her first movie, Mimi Cave, Cave, sorry, being her first movie um, and it being so good, I personally think that she could probably even improve even more. Like, she didn't even reach her highest potential yet. This is only her oh, first yeah. movie. I can't wait to see what else she comes out with and what other movies, uh, whether it be a horror like this or anything else. Like, I will definitely watch it. I will, too. And let's do some rating. On a scale of one to five, how scary would you rate this movie? It's not really that scary. I, it's not it, scary in a jump scare kind of way. Yeah, it has its moments where you're like, oh shit. But it really never scared me. So I'd probably say maybe 2.75, maybe a 3. It's not really that scary to me. Maybe I'm just, you know, numb to it all. <laughs> Even cannibalism doesn't really freak me out. So, But I doesn't mean that it was not a good movie. I would say... Being a single woman, mm. for me, it added a little bit of creepiness to it. No, yeah, true. Um, whereas, like, this wasn't a movie that was, like we said, jump scare. It wasn't paranormal. It wasn't anything creepy. It was just something kind of 
so close to being real that made it scary. That's true. So yeah. I would I would give it a full three. Okay. For scariness. Okay. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. I think I'm out of not out of touch with that because of course every woman, even married, relationship single, you feel that that scare feeling of walking around in the grocery store or walking to your car or any broad daylight nighttime go, going out at night to make sure that your car is locked or that you forgot something in your car you're scared so yeah I feel every that time i sure. leave i make anya watch me go to my car <laughs> my neighborhood is it's gets very dark and very quiet so it's a little it has a couple of creep factors For sure. to it and one to five the movie overall, what would you rate it? I'd probably get a, like, like a full five or like a 4.75. It's it's close to being perfect for me. I agree. This was honestly become one of my top movies. I don't want to say what number in the top, um, but it definitely it's, is a top movie for me. Yeah, I agree. Definitely top. I think it's it's great. It was. <laughs> it really, there's not much I could, there, there were no points where I really didn't enjoy this movie the only thing that i would say um whoever's listening make the butt cheeks go away next time and it would be a five yeah that was the only plot hole there were there are more butt cheeks at the end than needed for sure so i want to play a little game okay and i'm going to say what i think the zodiac signs of the characters are i love this um i love astrology and if you don't Sorry, you could skip this part. <laughs> but number one, Noah. I would say that Noah is a Taurus. And I would say that because she's very loyal. She is very tenacious. And she's very chill. Even in like this horrible situation where she could literally be eaten. She's very cool, calm, and collected. And I, she only had a little freak out. And she kind of was like, all right, what were you doing? Yeah. So I would say it's kind of a Virgo-Taurus mix. But because of her, like, hopeless romantic, I would say Taurus. Because Virgos are kind of not like that. Like, they're very factual. So the beginning of the movie definitely took away her Virgo-ness for me. <laughs> know a few Tauruses and they're definitely hopeless romantics and I could definitely see her being as one yes it takes a while for them to to figure it out but when they do they're obsessed with the person <laughs> she was pretty obsessed and for Molly I would definitely give Molly Sagittarius yeah 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 she's outspoken she's fiery um and she is very spontaneous. I was gonna say impulsive, spontaneous. Yeah. yeah, because that phone scene where she calls him in the house—that was a no bullshit. I'm just gonna do what I think is right in this very moment and not and not think much. <laughs> and was it smart? No, but it ended up working out for her. That's yeah. usually and usually Sagittarius have dumb luck. <laughs> yeah, my uh, my seven year old is a Sagittarius, and she is a wild card. I never know what's gonna happen with her. Vera is very much a wild card. <laughs> um, and for Penny, what about Steve? I'm gonna do Steve last. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> for Penny, I would say she's a Pisces. Yeah, she's very sweet, but Pisces also have a tendency to kind of like not be all there. Like they're kind of in a dream world. And the way that she was speaking to Noah was just so, I'm not in a dangerous situation right now. It was very naive, very like, 
bubbly and dreamy, and that's Pisces all the way. You're getting chopped up, but hey, I have a friend in here now, yeah, kind of thing. Exactly. <laughs> and you know, she didn't really think before she spoke. She just, just very Pisces to me. Yeah. Steve. Hmm. Steve. 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 <laughs> I already know where you're going with this one. Steve is a Gemini. Steve okay, is. Okay. So are we talking uh, full Gemini or like Cancer Gemini? He's a full blown. Gemini. Are you insulted that I insinuated a Cancer Gemini? No. (laughs) Because Cancers can be crazy. I am a Cancer. I understand that we can be crazy, but no. He is a Gemini. He has that double personality where he's sweet. He's charming. Geminis can talk you out of your clothes in a second. A Gemini can talk you into buying a fart. Okay? (laughs) But they have that other side that's evil or whatever they want to be honestly and he played those sides so well he is a gemini through and through if anyone wants to fight me on that email us i don't disagree i'm married to a gemini yeah that's it that's the sweet charming one second and the next second you have no idea who you're dealing with so yeah i can see steve as a gemini 100 percent. like a like a june like i see like a lot sorry June 14th Gemini kind of guy. Yeah. 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 Maybe 19th. (laughs) I wasn't going to go full dates, but girl, go crazy. (laughs) So yeah, that's, I think those are the Zodiac signs I want to stick to for this movie because we don't need to go into everyone else. No. Um, But I really thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I did too. It was a great one. And I'm glad that we did our first episode on it. Me too. A brand new, fresh start. (laughs) so if you guys are um interested i would definitely check this movie out if you haven't already and if you did cool (laughs) if you did um we hope you enjoyed it as much as we did send us an uh a message uh on our instagram or on facebook or we do have a tiktok but we haven't put out any videos yet but we will soon um just let us know what you thought let us know if you disagree with us let us know if you did agree with us let us know if you hate us or like us <laughs> and please rate us on apple podcast spotify we're on google podcasts and there's another one red something um red circle which is our our host um so on our tiktok we are at last girls pod mm-hmm. instagram at last girls pod facebook which i'm not in control of Anya does all of facebook this is the last girl standing podcast she's very good and up to date with that we will be coming out with our patreon very soon um so if that's something that you guys are interested in we're going to be having um a section where you guys can pick the movie we talk about so you know that'll be fun as well yeah and our next episode is going to be our first true crime episode i'm very excited all right thank you guys so much for listening and stay tuned for the next one hope to hear from you soon Bye. 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 <laughs>